bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world, like we're talking about reality TV. Happy Halloween, Mamau. I mean, it's Halloween. It's Halloween Day. It's Halloween Day. We just got back from Tahiti. Oh. Uh-huh. And tonight we are going VIP to Halloween Horror Nights with Johnny McGovern. I mean. Dreams uh, can come true. The glamour just doesn't end. I can be a How far I'll go. You know how far I'm going? To Hollywood Horror Nights VIP with Johnny McGovern. That's right. And Chew. Full VIP Halloween night, doing it the way we were meant and destined (laughs) to do it. Uh, It's going to be so fun. I, okay, I have been exploring with the VR, with the VR headset. Yes. Now, I did some last night. Okay. And then I did some later in the night because I couldn't sleep. So, but I got too scared because to do... There is a VR Hollywood Halloween Horror Night walkthrough. No. And I was really tempted to do it because there's a there's all different ones. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Can I tell you I was just looking for going through like Reddit and looking for like lists what to watch. So I was going through the what to watch lists and then going through the trailers. Yes. And like there's a new thing on Apple called like the the fucking Herman Poltergeist or something like that. And it's like oh. it's reenactments of tapes, actual audio tapes Ooh. from 1977. Uh-uh. And I even just nope. I couldn't even watch the trailer. I was like, oh, OK, nope. I got to do that during the day. No, no. But it's like there's everything on every streaming. It's all scary shit right yeah, now. It's so, all scary shit. And I am curious to see. I mean, I couldn't do any of it. I couldn't do the fucking vampire thing. I mean, this was all in the thing. It's all in the headset. It's all like even the mystery thing. Once I saw the Halloween stuff and all the, it was like, you know, if you careful, if you are scared of blood. And I was like, (laughs) like, couldn't I couldn't do any of it till it got to like a mystery one, which looked dumb, which I was like, I could do that. And then I got too scared of that. Why didn't you just do the Titanic? Uh, it's such a fucking to do with the Titanic. Okay. I am so fucking irritated. I don't what? even want to go into it. Okay. I can't even go through the whole thing, but I can, all I need to tell you is, or I'll tell the group or whatever. And I, maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> we'll talk about it yeah, on Patreon. I am so fucking annoyed. Okay. <laughs> so my whole life since we went to the Titanic has been to get, I got fucking these headsets so I could, all I want is to do the Titanic. That's all I want to do. Okay. <laughs> I've gone through 
doing all of these things, looking through all of these things, trying to get to the Titanic shot, and I cannot get it. So I'm just really irritated. But we'll save it for the Patreon. Let's discuss it on the Patreon. We will troubleshoot on the Patreon. Yes, thank you. You can go to julianbrandy.com mm-hmm. if you're interested in hearing <laughs> us troubleshoot uh, the Titanic uh, virtual reality headset issue. We have, uh, we do video podcasts. If you like video, we do yeah. audio. Um, if you uh, only do audio. <laughs> yeah. Well, and apparently we can record even the VR. Maybe we'll do that. Oh, yeah. Eventually, we're definitely getting into down the road. Some, some, we're going to get into some we, weird shit. Yeah. We did our Patreons from Tahiti. Uh, yes. From Hawaii. From Hawaii. From the video. The work <sighs> didn't stop. Never. The workload was heavy. I thought I saw someone today who was like, did you have a nice vacation? And I almost slapped them across the face. <laughs> open hand slap. <laughs> like an open hand. I must, that, like I love to do, run down to the store, buy a pair of gloves, yeah. come back, remove the glove and slap them across the face. Yeah. Okay? Remove the glove finger by finger. Oh, one. Like, oh, did you want to know about finger, my finger, ve, vinger, cation, <laughs> finger? Oh, you did, did you? Slide, slide, slide off the hand. Slap. You, uh, in real life here, did a backhand. I prefer a forward oh, hand. Oh, a forward after hand. After you remove that a glove. That would hurt more. Yeah, and that's but okay, what that's good. happens after you remove the glove. You're right. Slap. A backhand <laughs> is in the moment. <laughs> oh, I see. It's like a reaction. Right. You're right. You're right. You're, it right. Was you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Honestly, the most work we've gone <laughs> on a lot of these trips, and mm-hmm. we love Vakaya. Um, you know, the vacation gay LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. vacation company. Mm-hmm. And um, we did an interview with the CEO on last week's regular weed. Right. But this time it was a long trip and we had eight days at sea. And so we had to, we um, taught a comedy class, which yes. then had a live show of the people who took the comedy class. Right. Now, regardless going into it, you know, we were going to do it regardless because they asked us to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was part of the deal with being hired. Mm-hmm. Um, you also did a st- do a stand-up show, which right. is an hour at the beginning of the cruise. We taught a four-day comedy class with mm-hmm. a live show. And then we have an, an hour-long show at the very last day of the cruise. Mm-hmm. So it's like the first day of the cruise you have a show mm-hmm. and the last day of the cruise mm-hmm. we have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have done the comedy class regardless of how many people took it. And we were, of course, assuming not many people would. Yeah. Um, but instead, there were 40 to begin with. <laughs> so many and that's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was just... And then our own work. Our own work. It was never ending. Which our Patreons are a labor of love and we love doing them. I think um, it becomes a living nightmare in a situation where we can't... Um, we don't have good wireless. Because people don't realize we mm-hmm. record them on video and audio for an hour Mm -hmm. and the Patreons are fun and we're drunk and people are like, that's not work, bitch. And they're right. But because we don't prepare anything, right? We don't, you know, all we do is prepare like our songs Mm -hmm. that we play and, but we don't, there's no segments. It's, it's not, you know, so it is much easier than this podcast, but when you record something for an hour and then, um, it takes 24 hours to <laughs> upload it. That's when that becomes very labor intensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 42%. 40. Oh, no. It's back to 40%. Oh, God. I mean, we'd leave. No wireless. But, oh, you know yeah, what? We'd leave for dinner and come back and be like, it went up 1%. It's so, almost there. Guess what? what? Here's what happens when one does. This is the first trip 
we've taken where I didn't go online and watch 50,000 documentaries about Tahiti or Hawaii. I don't know why. We didn't I have think because we were so busy. Yeah. So when we got back, so part of, um, I had a very, very weird insomnia last night. So it's jet lag, I guess. Yeah. And I got, you know, you just get weird. So I looked up Tahiti and I'm doing, I'm like looking up all the docs about Tahiti now. So I'm like Tahiti, Polynesia, fucking James, all these things. And you know what came up? There's a fucking wireless router that you can buy specifically for Tahiti. No. Because they know no. that the wireless is terrible. No. You purchase it and you now have your own personal router to take with you. Now, on a ship and in the open ocean, th- it doesn't matter. That, that really had, doesn't matter. We had the biggest trouble in Tahiti. So, with, 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 uh, right. However, just a word to the, to the wise. Apparently, that is something everyone should do. You have your own personal router. A word to the privileged. A word to the privileged. Only. I don't. I you, had. I know. I, I mean, everybody needs their own router when they go to Tahiti. It's a French Polynesia. I mean, I will never go to Bora Bora again uh, without my own wireless I, I, router. Absolutely not. I will not go to Bora Bora again. But without we it. will go back to Bora Bora, and we will get a personal wireless <laughs> router. Okay. If we still Let have tell you something, any listeners. <laughs> now, I do want to say in regards. Mm. You know, we encourage everyone to join our Patreon. Um, we got a message from. Um, on our website, julianbrandy.com, from someone named R.D. Okay, so R.D. said, I have no idea what's going on in the House and Senate, and your show is the only source that made it clear. I'm sad. Please reconsider. Oh. Yeah. So, look, I just want to say to R.D., just because we pivoted away from politics doesn't mean we aren't going to talk about Congress or the White House ever again. We haven't talked about what's going on in the House and Senate because nothing is fucking going on in the House and Senate. For the first two years of the Biden administration, Democrats controlled both branches of Congress. And therefore, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden was able to pass five pieces of historic legislation. I mean, it was they it's like unprecedented. It was like and not since FDR or some shit has a president been able to do that. And it was 100 percent because we controlled Democrats, both branches of Congress. He did the American Pandemic Rescue Act, the infrastructure bill, the gun safety regulation bill, the Semiconductor Chips and Science Act, and the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, that's so much. But then, unfortunately, Republicans barely won control of the House of Representatives in the last midterm election in November. So now nothing will get done. Nothing has been getting done. Because both branches of Congress have to work together to pass anything. Mm-hmm. And Republicans don't want to pass anything anyway. Republicans, Republicans, the Kings <laughs> love gridlock. Their party's too divided for them to agree on any legislation except taking away women's rights. So they just sit there and blame gridlock so they don't do anything. And it was proven when their elected Speaker of the House... Kevin McCarthy worked with House Democrats to pass the one thing that the House gets to do on their own, which is to fund the fucking government. And the minute the budget passed, Republicans voted Kevin McCarthy out as speaker and then fought for a month because they couldn't agree on who to elect next. And then finally elected the conservative Christian homophobe and election denier Mike Johnson. 
So there's the answer to your question about the House and the Senate, Artie. Congress is gridlocked and Republicans just elected a piece of shit as their new Speaker of the House. And there you go. There Politics you go. Uh, with a bow on it for you. Couldn't have been a better time for us to pivot because there's nothing's going to happen. This, And we, we sort of explained this, but I mean, honestly, it's all going to be about the, the, the presidential election. We're coming up on an election year. We have two more months before we're going to be in election hell, Republican primary hell. Stupid fucking dumb dick Mike Pence just dropped out. <laughs> he dropped out. It's like, it's, what a loser. I don't want to sit yep. and talk about Chris Christie and Trump no. and all of Trump's trials. That's mm-hmm. not politics. No. And just, no, it isn't. And, you know, if any if if anything good comes out of D.C., anything functional like these the past legislation, anything that matters, we will let you know. Other than that, assume nothing's happening. I mean, the and, and the other uh, the other thing that's happening is just the more divisive cultural war that's going on because of Israel and Hamas. And look what that's doing to this country. So if you want to check in and see what people are thinking and feeling, turn on Fox, turn on MSNBC and see what they're focusing on. And that will tell you everything. And we did talk about that. Um, we did. We so did. Sarah Christensen sent mm. us a package from Sugar and Salt okay. Humboldt. Okay. Now, we haven't opened it yet. Okay. So we aren't exactly sure what's doing with Sugar and Salt Humboldt. But mm. Sarah better have included her picture for the Drug Dem Bulletin Board. Because, as you know, Mamao, we do not accept gifts without photos. And we prefer pics of our 14 listeners above presents quite frankly yes but let's i okay. you will do Let the honors i know you okay. love to open presents sugar and salt humboldt mm. i'm gonna get i want to mm. just guess but no i'm not okay i'm just gonna no, no, let's see you're gonna read the card first okay hello ladies patreon member and longtime listener that loves you both here is a sample to try out my new peanut butter brittle company <gasps> Sugar and salt Humboldt. Enjoy. Also included a magic stick for each of you. Have fun. Give me a follow at sugar and salt Humboldt. What is a magic stick? I uh, hope it's something sexual. I, I would hope. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say it was something drug related. Oh, oh, I like that too. But let's see. Um, peanut fucking brittle. <laughs> I'm going to try it right now. Sarah, you killed the game here. Magic stick melon. Oh, I wish I had. Yep. Get- this is. Uh, we'll leave some of this for, here. for my look parents. Look at what that is. Who my parents are will be here um, babysitting um, the life ruiners while we are in Vegas at BravoCon. Mm. How good is it? Well, Goose is up on the table, so he's ready for some of it. Mm. He jumped up on the podcast table and mm. ran across to get some sugar and salt Humboldt. Now he's walking across the keyboard okay. for anyone to hear. That is good. <laughs> Mm. Should have done a trigger warning for people who can't handle. Mm. Now, so, okay, this is the magic stick. Mm-hmm. Please let this be drugs. It is. I saw. What kind of drugs? Like, I'm are, we talking, THC. are we talking about ca- cannabis or are yeah. we talking about mushrooms, baby? Humboldt. It says 3,000 milligrams per rope. But it still could be mushrooms. Canna banana, it says. Uh it says start uh, slow and in a safe environment. <laughs> you gotta love NorCal, man. Northern California doing it, doing it since the 60s. Nice. Well, thank doing you. It before it was legal. 
and how much do I love and we love peanut butter? Now, uh, Sarah, you didn't send. No picture. We need your picture. We're not doing. Now, uh, we encourage our 14 listeners to give you a follow and buy your peanut brittle, which mm-hmm. has Julie's approval. But yeah. we're not following you until you send your picture in. So you have that. You can get our, our uh, address for our post office on, on our website, mm-hmm. julianbrandy.com. Um, we did, Mamao, however, get a picture for the Drug Den Bulletin Board from a listener we have not met yet. Okay. Uh, which is one of our favorite things. We hadn't really met Sarah either, so I'm happy to meet her. Now, this listener sent us a picture of her family, and she told us her name, but she wants to remain anonymous okay. because she's an elected official Ooh, in her town nice. and doesn't want to get harassed. So I just want to bring this back around full circle to RD okay. and tell RD, see, this mm. is exactly why we are moving gently away from politics, from heavy politics, because nobody should be afraid of being harassed for listening to a <laughs> dumb gay fucking podcast. I know. So... We don't even want people fighting in the name of the podcast. We're trying to, like, be the change we want to see. So here is her picture. Now, I got to tell you, Mama, I love this picture of her family, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, d- do a description. We have a normal family. Just kidding. A per- perfect family <laughs> with a mother Which and means a father. A, yeah. a mother and a father. <laughs> Normal and straight. Normal and straight, the way God intended us to be. Now, let me. So she's got. Okay, they've so we got have, two, like older girls. Right. And the, their youngest. They've got three kids. The yes. youngest is a boy. Yes. I just want to gag you for a second, okay. giving, giving Leslie, Julie, Adam vibes, honey. <laughs> okay. Because as we know, Doctor Guac and mm-hmm. Phil Elegante mm-hmm. also have three children yes. with a youngest son, Correct. two older daughters. Uh huh. Um, one can only hope that this elected official's middle daughter will be a beautiful <laughs> lesbian trust as yourself. I mean, they're so cute. They're barefoot. They look like they're standing in a tree. They are standing in a tree. And they're barefoot. And the, the son is matching the dad. The girls are matching each other. It, it's and so, the mom is standing out. It's just, it's so, so cute. Very and cute. obviously we're going to assume she's, She's a Democrat or, you know, even if, you know, however, middle or whatever, which is this is exactly the type of people we want in office. That's right. So good luck to you. I think she's already there. Oh, well, then she's already an elected official, but good luck to keeping remaining. I look forward to doing drugs with her family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like looking at her son's little feet Mm -hmm. in the tree. I see. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. the girl's little feet, too. Mm-hmm. It's cute. They're just very like, cute. It's very re- cute. It's really, really cute. I, I can't really tell which girl is is older. I'm kind of I assuming the one because one of them's wearing a scarf. Oh, maybe she's older. So um, she's like, I'm going to wear a scarf yeah. so that people know that I'm older. Yeah. And she's just women wear scarves. Right. Because she's just growing <laughs> up, you yeah. know, but they're they're little. They're really I would say. I mean, the 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 little boy is. Um, he's clearly in elementary school, but I think these these girls are. Do you think there's tweens? I think like they're probably meaning 12, 13. Uh, yeah, I think they're junior high. Yeah, but with I could kids say that. nowadays, I swear maybe she could be like she's a senior in high school, and I would be. That's true. You know, maybe I'm gonna guess seventh and ninth grade. Oh, so we so we have a freshman in high school. Then. I'm gonna guess that some towns, and she did not reveal her town. Do seventh, sixth, do my 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 junior high was sixth through eighth. What was yours? 
My junior high was seven and eight. Okay, and a lot of them do seven through nine. Mm. So I don't know why it matters, but I think we should get that on a national schedule. Yeah. You know, make right. them all the same. Yeah. And also make school start and end the same. Uh, Mavericks eating the magic stick, which is on brand. Oh, because it's probably, he's like, ooh, is this catnip? Yeah, he's having fun with the package. And okay. you know what it is, catnip? Julian Brandy, I had a hard time starting this letter because I want it to be perfect. I just want to say how much I love your podcast. As someone who loves politics and public service, the last few years have been so hard, anxiety-inducing, and frankly sad. I learned about your podcast from Juicy Scoop, and it was exactly what I needed. I think being involved and informed is so important, and some days I just want to walk away. Your podcasts keep me going, and for that, I thank you. I feel like I learned about you more recently than your other listeners, so I refer to myself as the 15th listener. Your Patreon also keeps me going as I laugh along to your funny songs and stories. I have a daughter in musical th theater school also, so I appreciate and understand your quote-unquote hustle. I will always root for you and appreciate the smiles and laughs you give me on some gloomy days. I had to enclose a picture of my adorable family and look forward to your description. <laughs> uh, love always. And she said, make it funny, haha. That's right. I'm assuming the one in the scarf now is the musical theater. <laughs> I'm, right? go I'm going to. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? She's just like, yes. here to do a yes. show. Yes. Everything has its season. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take my scarf off. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Like that. We know. Oh, we know. I mean, she could. I mean, for all we know. The other one could be in the musical theater, but I'm going to guess someone no. with a scarf is in musical theater. Right. No, she's giving. She's giving the vibe. She's guys. like, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm hmm. The other one's terribly cute, though, too. They all are. I would hope. Let's see. I hope the other one gets. Maybe she's going to go opposite and be like, but I'm hoping the other one's Julie and she's going to be less. I'm sorry <laughs> to wish that on you, but I, w I love a middle child. I love a middle child. Yeah. And she's probably the sweetest. And even if she's the biggest bitch, it's because she can't <laughs> handle everyone's fucking dynamics. That's right. You know That's I mean? right. So the, the middle kid is overwhelmed with that stuff. So, you know. I love them for that. I love complicated middle kids. And you know what? Thank God she's a member of the Patreon. So is Sarah. We want you guys to join. Please. We do three a week. They come out at 10 a.m. Pacific time. They're all an hour. Yep. We're going to start releasing this podcast at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You're going to have four a week. We're not going to do this one on video, but we do. We offer video on Patreon and you can do it on patreon.com. Um, is where you watch the video. You can, or you can choose to just do audio and you can import the, the podcast into like whatever, if you could listen to Spotify, you can have our Patreon podcast go right into your Spotify feed yep. or you do Apple podcasts, Google, whatever the fuck you can put our Patreon podcast right in. And, and so, you know, check it out. Just Google Julian Brandy, Patreon. Mavericks eating the peanut brittle. Okay. So in honor of Halloween, we're going to try and get you guys to read a scary-ass motherfucking book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. R-E-A-D-A-B-O-O-K. 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 This is our segment called Read a Book, where we encourage our 14 listeners to read a motherfucking book. 
And the book that we want you to buy and read and then give away and force others to read is called Counting the Cost by TLC reality star and fundamentalist Christian <laughs> escapee Jill Duggar. The blurb on Amazon promises that in Counting the Cost, the reader will, for the first time, discover the unedited truth about the Duggars, the traditional Christian family that captivated the nation on TLC's hit show, 19 Kids and Counting. In the book, Jill Duggar and her husband, Derek, share their story, <laughs> revealing the secrets, manipulation, and intimidation behind the TV show that for years have remained hidden from their fans. Well, here to tell... If all of that is true, is host of the podcast, The Daily Fail. She, unlike the Duggars, truly <laughs> did the Lord's work because she read this book so we didn't have to. That's right. We are so excited to hear what's doing with this weird-ass family. So without further ado, please welcome Kristen Meinzer. Hi, Hi Kristen. Oh, my gosh. You two, I am so thrilled to be here. I shouldn't just say you two and all 14 of you listening. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm so pumped to be here. I love your show and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for coming. I mean, we love uh, culty, gross families. <laughs> like, I don't know why we ever did a political podcast. We should either. have only been doing cult podcasts. Only. Um, oh, they all cross over, though. You know that they all do. Yeah. All, all of these cults, they all try to get their claws into the political world. In the case mm -hmm. of the Duggars, Jim Bob Duggar, the patriarch of the family, actually served in office at one point. Mm -hmm. The oldest son, who is now incarcerated, was a lobbyist with Focus on the Family. So you, in doing politics, actually are talking about cults still. So it crosses over. <laughs> oh, my God. So we finally did it. <laughs> okay, so before we dive in... Julie's going to read a, a detailed description like from the book jacket for any of our 14 listeners, probably I'm assuming like my mom, who may not be familiar <laughs> with this fucked up show on TLC. Okay. So uh, as a star on the popular TLC reality show, 19 Kids and Counting, Jill Duggar grew up in Northwest Arkansas in front of viewers who were fascinated by her family's way of life. She was the responsible second daughter of Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar's 19 kids. Ugh. Jill always had a baby on her hip and was happy, so happy, to wear the <laughs> modest ankle-length dresses with throat-high necklines that her parents required. She didn't protest the strict model of patriarchy that her family followed, which declares that men are superior, that women are expected to be wives and mothers, and are discouraged from attaining a higher education. And that parental authority over their children continues well into adulthood, even once they are married. But as Jill got older, married Derek, and they embarked on their own lives, the red flags became too obvious to ignore. For as long as they could, Jill and Derek tried to be obedient family members. They weren't willing to rock the boat, but now they're raising a family of their own and they're done with the secrets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kristen, you read the book. Is it true? Are they mm -hmm. done with the secrets? <laughs> they are done not with um, conservative Christianity. I just want to make that clear off the bat. They are still very much conservative Christians. However, they are spilling tea on the uh, Duggar patriarch, Jim Bob, and his financial abuses, his emotional abuses, and so on, and on the IBLP. This is the Institute in Basic Life Principles. This is the particular cult that the Duggars are a part of, headed up by a man named Bill Gothard. He's the one who came up with all the rules of you must have as many children as God gives you, women must 
be modest at all times, lest they commit the sin of defrauding a man. They have all this made up vocabulary. So one of the vocabulary things is if I uh, appear in a certain way as a woman where maybe someone sees a collarbone or an ankle and a man starts having impure thoughts, it's not his fault for having those thoughts it's my fault for defrauding him anywho the whole <laughs> that, old chestnut. that old chestnut <laughs> yeah, that old one that's so a, IBL- <laughs> it's a winner yeah so the idlp is um is this cult that the duggars were a part of and so jill talks uh to a certain extent about that notably bill gothard the head of the iblp himself never got married or had kids so he's imposing all these rules on marriage and uh, how to raise kids, but he never had any himself. He also, at one point, he he was ousted from the IBLP because of his own transgressions. Uh, He and his brother were, surprise, um, victimizing girls and members of their group financially, sexually, and otherwise. So, Were they underage? uh, Because he seems real pedo vibes. Doesn't he? Yeah. The whole organization is so obsessed with purity and um, so much of that purity is, you know, get married when you're a teenager in many cases. Jim Bob, his wife, Michelle, she was only 17 when they got married. A lot of the Duggar children were teenagers themselves when they got married. Jill was one of the oldest to get married. She was uh, just, uh, I believe, 23 and like five days old when she got married. So like she was, she just turned 23 the month before she got married. So she was one of the oldest of the Duggar kids to get married. So it's really youth obsessed. It's really virginity obsessed. And there is a lot of abuse of children within this world. Jim Bob himself said when, um, to go back to Josh Duggar, the oldest of the Duggar kids who's currently incarcerated, Josh at one point um, was, well, not just at one point, we learn in the book, he has a history of molesting younger um girls including his siblings which that was already public knowledge it has been for many many years uh child sex abuse imagery is what he is incarcerated for Mm -hmm. but at one point jim bob uh also talked about how um oh yeah that's kind of the way it is in our community like we found out when we talked with other members that what josh was doing wasn't that different all the boys are cute boys just get curious and they you know when boys are curious sometimes they touch their sisters you know it's just a thing Totally, um, totally. So, yeah, totally normal. Wow. But the the way it's talked about in this world, it's kind of like if you tell somebody to never think about an elephant, of course, they're going to think about an elephant all the time. And <laughs> the IBLP is like, don't ever think about sex. Don't ever think about sex. You're not allowed to kiss until your wedding day. You're not allowed to hold hands until you're engaged. You're, I mean, it's purity to the extreme. You're not allowed to go on dates who have a chaperoned courtship where your parents or another sibling is with you on all of your dates. So you never get to have a private conversation with somebody you're thinking about spending the rest of your life with. Um, and anybody that you date uh, or court, your dad essentially approved and picked out for you after having that person fill out a 50-page questionnaire. So it is a messed up cult. So just to be clear, Jill and Derek are no longer in the IBLP. They are still conservative Christians. They have uh, what sounds like a very low contact relationship now with Jim Bob Duggar. Mm-hmm. And she lays out many of the abuses that Jim Bob, uh, 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 not just on her, but on her siblings, um, imposed on all of them. So among them, um, on the day that Jill and Derek, she was 
doing her rehearsal dinner. They were going to get married the next day. Jim Bob said, oh, you need to sign this real quick, honey. And so she, it was just a sheet of paper with her name and a line and the names of her siblings. She said, oh, yeah, this is just like the latest TLC paperwork. So she signed it. What she didn't realize was there on that very busy day where she's running around trying to do a million other things, she didn't realize she was essentially like signing all of her financial rights away to her dad. Mm-hmm. And he had done this in other ways before. And at a certain point, we learn in the book that Jill receives a bill from uh, the IRS saying, you are uh, guilty of not paying your taxes on your annual income. You've been earning $130,000 a year for years now. She said, no, I haven't. I haven't heard what? So she goes to talk to her dad. Her dad's been filing tax forms for all of his kids, making it look like they're earning this money that he's paying them out of his own pocket for their work. He's not actually paying them. And now Jill is being investigated by the IRS for tax fraud. Oh, my God. Um, uh, And so she finds out, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. She is asking repeatedly for years. She and Derek are saying, what did I sign? What is this contract? I have been on TV since I was 12. I don't know how much money you're making. I feel like I'm owed money. I've been putting in 12-hour days. I've been giving birth on film. I've been going through some of my greatest traumas in life for ratings. What is happening here? How much do you owe me? The government is investigating me now. And at one point, Jim Bob says, you know what? One-time deal, take it or leave it. You can have $80,000. And she's like, I don't know if that adds up because I'm, you know, in my mid-20s now and I started doing this at age 12. Does $80,000 really cover everything I did? And because she spends a long time thinking about it and talking to lawyers and so on about it. Uh, Jim Bob eventually takes back the deal and he's like, you know what? Instead of the $80,000, I've decided to subtract the cost of, you know, music lessons, housing you, raising you, food. And instead, I'll just give you this amount of money instead and you should be happy with that. And that's what you get because you dragged your feet on this. And she's like, what? So now the cost of raising me, you're going to subtract from this $80,000, which was already a pittance. Um, eventually, after lots of uh, repeated requests, attorneys, uh, getting other people involved, Jill learns that her dad pocketed a minimum of $8 million just off the TLC show, 19 Kids and Counting, not including the speaking engagements, not including the books that Jill co-authored, not including... Uh, all of the special appearances they made, not including the documentaries they made for other countries. They made documentaries for film crews in Korea, for example. They made documentaries for Discovery Health. So on top of the TV show, uh, there's all that other money plus endorsement deals that they did. So she's thinking, um, just a second, how did dad get to keep all of this money and now he's offering me just pennies on all of this? Mm. And So a lot of this book is, you know, digging into those financial abuses, but then also talking about how Jim Bob chooses his favorites and he takes the side of boys over girls. And Josh, the abuser, the molester, the one in jail, um, the the one in prison. uh, Here's an example that was especially painful for Jill. Uh, When it was revealed to the public that Josh, when he was younger, had molested his sisters. 
this was during the height of 19 Kids and Counting. Everything was going great with the show. They had huge audiences. And there was the fear of like, oh, no, the show is going to go away on Jim Bob's part. Jim Bob was terrified. Jill was like, just let the show die. Please, daddy, let the show die. That's what she's hoping for. She's not saying that out loud because she can't push back against men because the IBLP doesn't let women question men. But she's just thinking, please, daddy, let the show die. And he won't let the show die. Instead, uh, they arrange, Jim Bob and his right-hand man, arrange for uh, the girls to be on Fox News in an interview with Megyn Kelly. And Megyn Kelly throws a bunch of softball questions at Jim Bob and Michelle during the first half of the interview. And the second half of the interview, Jill and her sister Jessa, both of whom were among the siblings molested by Josh, downplay how bad it was oh we barely noticed it was not a big deal um and jill admits in her book i only did this because i wanted my father's love i wanted to prove that i was on you know the the family side i would do anything to protect the family and all i wanted my dad to do was say i don't want you to do this honey i love you girls i will protect you but instead he never said that. It was all about protecting Josh's reputation and protecting the TV show. And worst, even worse, <laughs> I don't know if this is worst of all, but it makes it much worse. Uh, during those interviews, as they were taking place, Josh got to be in the room the whole time. So the whole time <gasps> Jill is talking with Megan Kelly about what Josh did to her, Josh is right there the whole time. Oh, uh, my God. That's So can you imagine being in the room, being in the room on national TV talking about uh being molested and having your molester in the room with you and knowing that what you are supposed to say is it wasn't that bad oh my God. and i did and on the documentary amazon prime has a documentary called shiny happy people i was gonna mm -hmm. ask you if you thought the book goes farther than the documentary but on that documentary she definitely uh, Jill expresses like how deeply, deeply embarrassed she was. And she did yes. not want to, to this day, even talk about it. She's so embarrassed. She wanted it to always stay private, you know, like or anything around any kind of sexual abuse is always comes with so much shame. Um, mm -hmm. Not that she deserves any, but she's embarrassed. And to sit there yeah. with him in the room, that is yes. just, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's like breathtaking how, how horrible that is. Yeah, here's a quote from page 111 of her book. Jill says, I'd spent my entire life being taught that modesty was so important that it was my responsibility as a godly woman not to behave or dress in a way that would cause any man to have impure thoughts. And now the whole world was able to read about and imagine what happened to me. So, so much of this trauma of what was done to her is made worse by the fact that in the IBLP, it was her fault anyway. She invited it onto herself for being ungodly. So there's that added shame. And then the molester being in the room just smirking through the whole thing. Like, yay, there's my sisters clearing my name. It wasn't a big deal. Like, just boys do that. It's just yeah, normal. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they... That's normal. Yeah, it's They're fine. curious. Yeah. Boys are curious. Come on. And being, <sighs> and being taught just so much shame around sex, period. And now she knows everybody's thinking of her in a sexual way. And she's a little yes. girl. Now, what yes. is was uh, the oldest Jim Bob's favorite? How many boys are there? Do you know out of the nineteen? Um, I believe it's ten boys um, oh. and nine girls. I I 
think that's right. I should know this by now <laughs> because I, I have, I have full disclosure, spent a lot of my energy reading about and knowing about the Duggars. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> how much I know about them. Um, I actually, in a past life, was an associate research scholar with the Center for Media and Religion at NYU. I've appeared on a lot of shows talking about um, religion and media and the Duggars and so on. So I know a lot about these people, but um, I, mm. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know the exact number of boys versus girls, but I think it's 10 boys and nine girls at... Um, yeah. And he favored all the boys, Jim Bob? Um, well, it's very much the case that Josh was his golden child. And one way that comes through in Jill's book. Um, oh, you know what? I just looked up. It is 10 boys and nine girls. Yes. But um, the it's made very clear in Jill's book that Josh is not just the golden child who needs to be protected, but all the time that Jim Bob is withholding money from the other 18 kids he says at one point yes i was paying josh though so he admits to jill at a certain point like hold on so i'm fighting tooth and nail just to get what is due to me in this and what you know what jim bob is offering her is essentially like a penny an hour for the thousands of hours she's given to the show and he meanwhile he was paying josh a salary this whole time and yeah so she learns that in the book does Jill say in the book, like, where they're at? With the, are she going to sue them? Are she going? Well, they did go through a lot of um, legal hoops, and she did eventually get a settlement. Um, oh, okay. And she doesn't say exactly what that is, but she does make clear that things are rough with her and Jim Bob. There was, for quite a while, a rule that Jim Bob set up that Jill was not allowed to visit her siblings or her mom in what they call the big house, her house that she grew up in. She was not allowed to go there unless Jim Bob was in the house because he saw Jill as a corrupting force. Um, She was a woman who would question and push back and ask for what was rightfully hers. And that's not what an IBLP woman does. Mm -hmm. She is not supposed to do any of those things. And at one point she wore trousers and he was incensed. And he said, my other daughters cannot know that their sister was wearing pants and Jill's like, um, Ginger was another sibling of hers who is now married. Um, she said, well, Ginger was wearing pants. And there was even a post on Instagram of Ginger wearing pants. And Jim Bob said, well, yes, but she did the right thing and asked permission first. Even though she was a married woman living in another state, she was living in another state and asked Jim Bob's permission to wear pants. So, um, but Jill, you didn't ask permission. You just wore those pants. Mm, Calling your dad at 45, like, may I wear pants (laughs) in Indiana? (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, are the Duggars still married? Jim, Bob and Michelle are still married. And I don't know if um, Michelle will ever leave that. This is something that is very much her lifestyle. She had those 19 kids plus she had unfortunately a stillborn child some miscarriages she pretty much made this her whole identity is being a mom to all of these children and when I say a mom I also mean only kind of a mom because Mm -hmm. she had this system set up called the buddy system where as soon as she would wean each child when they were a few months old she would wean them at approximately six months she would hand a baby off to a new buddy which was usually an older sister who would then be a sister mom essentially. So 
Jill had her buddy group, Ginger had her buddy group, Jessa had her buddy group, and so on. So all of the oldest girls had their buddy groups that they would essentially, from the time they were 12, be moms to younger siblings. And then Michelle would then have the next baby. And so, you know, this has been Michelle's life this whole time. And there's not a lot of outside exposure to other ways of being within the IBLP. You hang out with other supersized families. Um, if you do hang out with people at all, uh, usually you're at home, you listen to what your husband says, you don't leave to get educated, you stay at home to educate your kids in the most backwards way possible, like young earth theory, you know, back when humans used to ride dinosaurs, because we all lived on the earth at the same time, <laughs> stuff like and that. was Ark, we were all on there. I mean, we it's sure basically were. like yeah. they're giving birth to girls to just get molested and controlled. Mm. It's like armies mm. of girls just to get raped. That's what it Do seems they like. have a show on TLC still or anywhere that you know of? No, not anymore. Because what happened was after that big Megan Kelly interview, um, 19 Kids and Counting was canceled. And then a new show was launched with Jill and her sister Jessa called Jill and Jessa Counting On, where they said, oh, we're just going to follow these girls and their new lives and their new husbands as they procreate like crazy. And then we'll gradually bring in the other adult siblings as they get older, but we won't have Josh on. And that will be our way of showcasing how much uh, we at TLC respect the women. We'll make you know <laughs> these daughters the focus of our show. And it did not take long for Josh's kids to all become characters on the show. Even if Josh wasn't on camera, Josh's wife and his kids were all on camera. And so they were still being allowed to be stars, essentially. And um, that show was eventually counting on got canceled because then those other uh, allegations came forward, the in investigation about the child sex assault imagery. Um, and uh, these are heinous crimes. Um, all, all of the crimes Josh has been involved with have been heinous. I don't want to rank them from best to worst because they're all terrible. But the child sex assault imagery included um, babies being raped to death. I, I don't know if I can say that on your show. It's just like torturous, terrible stuff. That's and fucking unbelievable. Why is he not dead? And that, like, what about honestly, his brainwashed wife stayed with him too? Yeah. Still with him to yeah. this day. It's, well, she grew up in the IBLP as well. I mean, the, oh I, and and now she's in her 30s. And I would say it would be great if she was exposed to more worldly ideas. Um, I'm using the word worldly as if it's like, you know, it's that thing that the IBLP tries to avoid. But, you know, I, I'm of mixed mind with it because it's, it's really hard to extricate people from cults. Yeah. If, if, it were, if it were easy, then there wouldn't be Scientology, right? <laughs> if it were easy, then there would be a lot of things in this world yeah um, well they have that other sister named like jingy or something who like wrote a book too right oh yes ginger so that's um ginger j-i-n-g-e-r ginger she was the one who wore pants but asked permission. oh i thought her name was and... jinger okay ginger okay yes she was she was born around christmas time so um they named her ginger uh ginger is also um, very much a conservative Christian still, even though she's not in the IBLP. She is in a church now with her husband, uh, uh, Jeremy, um, that is called Grace Church in California, which some people would say is almost identical to the IBLP, but it's not the IBLP. You can wear modern clothes. 
there's, you know, music with a beat at, you know, in those kinds of mega church services. So in that way, on the surface, it seems very modern, but there are still major hierarchies around gender. And there are many cases of women being sexually abused within Grace Church. So I can't take it. Ginger, I honestly, I can't. I, I can't think handle those, it. Those mega churches it. are just. I can't take it. Like they are the worst of the worst. They're never going to be rehabilitated. They got to fucking go. They got to go. I want to know. Do you know if the IBLP, um, what is it, Institute for In Basic Life Principles, are they um, tax exempt? Like, do they have tax exempt <laughs> status? I mean, I do wonder because that that's what gets me too. It's like Scientology. Obviously, we know Mega has churches. like a, has a religious. Yes, you know, exemption. they don't have to pay their taxes. Right. I didn't know if the yeah. IBLP was actually got ever considered a real church. Yeah. Well, originally they didn't consider themselves a church. I believe they considered themselves a um, like a life coaching institute. A life coaching institute that was biblically informed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they do also um, fall under the status of a 501c3, which would be called a nonprofit or a charitable organization. Wow. So, yeah, that does make them tax exempt. Wow. But, uh, but um, you know, Institute and Basic Life Principles is supposed to essentially be what we would call life coaching nowadays, but biblically informed life coaching. <laughs> is anyone suing TLC? Yeah, that, I was gonna say there's a there's a two prong thing happening here, um, where it's just it's it's like the thing with the Duggars and their 19 kids and the IBLP, and then there's an issue with TLC. Yeah, where TLC was went to Jim Bob, they made a contract with him even for Jessa and Je- whatever the fuck, <laughs> even and, the grown up kids. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. a spinoff about two of yeah. the daughters that doesn't even have his name in it, and they're making the contract with him when they're grown adults. And then yeah. they're not being paid, right? Correct. Yeah. It's like, when is TLC going to be liable for this? This isn't yeah. the first family that they love a counterculture TV show. And and obviously we all love to watch them. But it's like, the, you know, you can make a TV show about weirdos and not knowingly <laughs> exploit kids. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think that the reality show world is it's time for a reckoning and there are lawsuits right now about a totally different show on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, Love is blind. There are lawsuits right now about what kinds of abuses happen on set. And those are all adult participants on those shows. So what is that drinking and feeding people alcohol and then letting them get hurt or what is it? Tell us about Love is um, Blind. So Love is Blind is a show where people meet through walls in, in their own pod. So they just <laughs> fall in love with conversations with the sound of 2023. voices. Kind of, I yeah. I just can't. It, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like that old fashioned. There used to be these phone chat lines where people could, you know, meet and fall in love. And I even know a couple that met that way back in the nineties. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, online dating back in the day. So you just meet uh, through the wall and then you fall in love and you say, I want to marry you. And then you, once you propose, you get to actually meet in person and go on a honeymoon and live together and so on. And then at the end of the experiment, you can leave the person at the altar or not leave them or actually follow through and get married to them. The thing is, these are perfect strangers and they are drunk a lot of the time and they are being filmed for, I believe, up to 16 hours a day. Oh my God. Um, I think it's 12 hours a day in the pods uh, and then 
hours a day doing, you know, stand-ups, just talking to the camera and doing one-on-one interviews or hanging out in the lounge with the other, you know, contestants and so on. So um, 12 hours in the pods plus all those extra hours every day being filmed for the show. And so those are really long work days and there are allegations that they limit access to food and beverages but uh, or food and water but have unlimited access to alcohol. So if people need calories, if people are thirsty, all there is is booze and they're working for 16 hours a day on camera. And in this most recent season of Love is Blind, season five, which is airing now, there's actually a lawsuit about, uh, unfortunately, one of the participants uh, says that she was sexually assaulted on set also by one of the male participants on the show. So. Um, there have been allegations about people being plied with too much alcohol and having, um, you know, labor abuses up until now, but now sexual assault is being added to the puzzle. And I think TLC, with its long history of working with kids and working with misogynistic uh, male hate groups, um, they, they have a lot of, you know, um, guilt that you know, they're guilty of a lot of bad things as well that are even more overt, I think, than, you know, these dating shows that are on Netflix. Because again, these dating shows on Netflix, these are adults choosing to participate. All of these TLC shows, you know, depicting really messed up patriarchal cults as wholesome Mm -hmm. or as as kooky Mm -hmm. or as Oh, getting back to old-fashioned values, whatever you want to call it, TLC is doing that, and it's involving children. It is involving abusive situations where men get to subjugate women and children. Mm -hmm. And even if, like, even that's well, even Honey, Honey, Honey Boo Boo was like a being abusive too. But even if you just take that, because Bravo does it as well. But at least Bravo's it's a housewives show. And now you're going to, of course, show their family because they're quote unquote housewives. Literally not one of them is a housewife, but whatever. Yes. They're, the kids are there. You've got to show that to illustrate somebody as a family. But like to go in and make a show about a family, even if it's like Honey Boo Boo, it's like, you know, you're doing that because all you're doing is paying June and you're not paying mm-hmm. her seven kids. And yeah. then the show is way cheaper you know, in the pyramid scheme of it all where you're paying one person at the top and you're not paying any of these minors. And there's literally with or without any kind of, you know, actual physical or psychological abuse. There's just an, an, an employment like uh, like <laughs> abuse yeah. because they're not being yes. paid and they're working. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And in scripted Hollywood films, there's actually rules about how many hours a day a child can work. Is there going to be a teacher on set? You know, are there protections in place? And reality TV just hasn't caught up yet with that. And it needs to. Yeah. And TLC, no. And if you're a sane person, you know, going into a thing where you see 14 kids and the girls have dresses up to their necks and down to their ankles, you know, something's wrong. You know, something's yeah. wrong. And yeah. you went in there yeah. anyway, and you were like, went in with this fun attitude, like we're going to have this fun family. But you knew, you knew going into yeah. it, they were being abused. Well, yeah. on that note, I in the in the documentary they mention they they show a lot of like um, discipline sort of practices of the IBLP. One of them being like blanket training. Mm-hmm. Just, I was yeah. wondering if, or Julie was really wondering if <laughs> if Jill uh, talks about 
any of that in the book if she if she classifies her discipline growing up as abuse no she's very very careful to only talk about jim bob and his choosing favorites his financial abuse his guilt tripping uh he he is the main person she is talking about in her family she is very careful to not say anything negative about her mom and how her mom disciplined them because women of the iblp are the ones who are actually the ones who discipline through blanket training for people who don't know what blanket training is you essentially take your baby or toddler put them on a blanket and you know give them a toy if the baby or toddler at any point tries to crawl off the blanket you beat them and you do this repeatedly until the child realizes they can only be on the blanket and you raise your children with fear so that you never have to actually teach them um how to think for themselves you never have to teach them uh, critical thinking skills you never have to teach them to interpret the world um how to say the no. complicated messy world mm-hmm. you know you your kids never get taught how to walk through a complicated messy world but only know how to not get hit and raising children in fear uh it, it can have major cognitive impacts obviously emotional and psychological impacts it's not just about keeping your kids in line it is about hurting them in the future and how they interact with other people um and and how just just basic things like how do they learn are they capable of doing anything other than rote memorization so they won't get hit are they able mm-hmm. to think for themselves are they able to read a text and tell you what they think the character was thinking probably not not just there's just basic things you're not going to learn when you're only taught through physical and psychological abuse and i wonder if they had with the buddy system or the sister mother or whatever the hell that was if they <laughs> then had to do that Oh, if they were responsible for the blanket training for the the little baby they were in charge of. Oh God! Oh, and now they have their own kids. Uh, that, I was always surprised question. she had her own that's kids. A good question. I'm like, you were responsible mm-hmm. for raising five of your mom's kids, mm-hmm. you know, from infancy. Usually, when kid people, I I mean, I think on average, when people grow up with like a lot of younger siblings that they were responsible for, they usually don't even want to have kids. They're like, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Well, one thing that I found really interesting in Jill's book is she says she loved that she loved being a little mommy to her siblings she dreamed of being a mom herself one day it is the highest calling the only goal of an IBLP woman is to have as many children as possible and Jill says that she loved that idea she loved the idea of being that kind of woman she she loves children she loves being a mom and she has three kids now she uh had a pregnancy loss at one point so she would have had four by now um oh and God. and she says that it it's um it's been heartbreaking because there have been some challenges with her pregnancies where she's had to confront possibly I'm not going to be able to have a lot of kids possibly because of my own physical health issues what if I am that person who only gets to have two kids or only three kids and at the same time this is interesting she also talks in her book about but maybe secretly i would be relieved cuz maybe i couldn't be the best mom i want to be to a lot of kids so on the one hand she you know feels sad that maybe she can't have as many kids as she dreamed of growing up on the flip side she might be a little relieved cuz it's tough and then on the other side of all of that is the guilt of feeling that relief like oh my god i feel terrible that i would feel relieved 
not having as many kids as God wants to give me. But all that being said, she still chooses to use contraception. She and her husband do. Mm. Um, they still practice family planning. So it, it sounds like she's juggling a lot of conflicting ideas, but we all are in life. And that's how life is. There are a lot of you know contradictory emotions and experiences we all have. And Jill seems to be grappling with those as best she can, as opposed to just living that black and white life that she used to. So I say that as growth and she is calling out stuff too. So I think the book is worth reading just to get an insight of what the IBLP is like. If you were a show, if you were a fan of the show, getting insights on what was happening behind the scenes. And then also I always love a story of someone just trying to do better, be better, learn more. You know, that's always fun to read, right? Somebody who ends up better than how they started. Yeah, I mean, she was a, a super likable uh, person. And, and I yes. think it would be great to read, just read about her evolving and, yeah. and growing up and waking up and getting out of there. I think as the years go on, she'll slowly, slowly keep getting out of the extremes mm-hmm. of thought even in her religion, hopefully. Thank you so much, Kristen, for doing our stupid podcast. It was truly illuminating. Yeah, it really was. I don't think 19 kids are going to escape, but maybe if 10 of them do. Hey, listen, if only the girls do, that would be a win. Yes, just the girls. Get out, girls. Get out, girls. And hopefully, you know, these it's sad because it's like a waste of boys. It's like you want, you know, they have the opportunity to have young men or men in the world that are worthwhile and good and and it's Mm -hmm. like they're just they're just wasted because they're Mm -hmm. now in a group of entitled dominating yeah repressed which is the worst thing anyone can be as repressed especially men yeah because they act out sexually to start with and then yeah you know it's just it's so sad it's so sad it really is it really is um yeah, we all deserve the chance to be the better version of ourselves, not the repressed version or yeah, the violent version exactly. or the predatory version of ourselves. So, yep. yeah, I I really hope that for everybody there as well as everybody who is a far right insurrectionist, I wish for that for all the people exactly. in Scientology. That's right. Get out of your cult. Do yeah. better. Be better. Yeah. Exactly. Tell our 14 listeners where they can find you on social media and listen to your <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So I host a show called The Daily Fail. And in each episode of The Daily Fail, we choose three dumb stories from the world's most read tabloid, which I won't say the name of it rhymes with Daily Fail, the world's most read tabloid. And we point out the sexism, the racism, the misogyny, and so on. And we laugh and laugh. It's a comedic close reading podcast of the tabloids. I also host a show called How to Be Fine, where we talk about different uh, corners of the wellness world, including we did an episode on the IBLP at one point. So if you want to hear that episode, again, that show is called How to Be Fine. And if you want to find out even more about me, my name is Kristen Meinzer once again, and my website is kristenmeinzer.com. You can find out about all my socials there. You can find out about all my TV and radio appearances, my books and everything else that I am involved in. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a delight. As delightful as a cult can be to talk about.
that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid ass podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay world events or you want to just hear us be random and funny, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do three a week, every week. They, they're all an hour. They post at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. There's no politics. There's not really current events. They're, you know, we're not going to be like fucking chopping it up about Matthew Perry oh, or God. even Britney Spears book. No. There's plenty of places to get all that, those takes and all that information. Yep. We really try to, to make it stress-free, mindless fun that can be listened to, you know, years later. Yeah, exactly. They're not dated. They're, no. And they, we want them to be an escape. For some yep. people, they're like, what the fuck is this? Why are they discussing chips they're eating in e Egypt? And it's like, that's why. Because you can go three years from now and be like, I love that episode where they ate chips in Egypt. If you haven't tried it, please give it a chance. It's not like anything else you're listening to. Sometimes we do hot takes. Sometimes we talk about TV shows or documentaries. Sometimes we make up songs. Sometimes it's just boring background noise. But boring background noise can be very soothing and comforting, especially when it comes out regularly on a schedule you can count on. I know I like that. You do? Mm -hmm. I think I do too, yeah. And we always tried and failed. And we've only just <laughs> stepped true. it up, which is why we want people to know that we're... And now this podcast is going to come out. The Regular Weed is going to come out on 10 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays as well. Right. So there'll be four podcasts from us. I don't know. I Sometimes I get scared that's too much. Well, I guess when we start losing people, we'll, <laughs> we'll cut one of the shows. And we'll be like, I think we're doing too many now. Yeah, if let us know. If you think it's too many, we'll take one away. Yeah, we'll stop doing I mean, one. Listen, because we, we, it's basically, you can get one podcast a week. If you think we're too many, you can you can subscribe for just one $1 a week, and then you get one podcast a week. So you'll right. only get one a week. Mm -hmm. and you So you'll pay $4 a month, and you'll get one hour-long podcast from us a week. Right. It's the first one that comes out. That's There's not any, you know one that we make more special than the no. other mm -mm. um for two dollars a week you get all three podcasts on audio so it you know um we used to just do two for two dollars a week and now we we added a third one for no extra cost mm -hmm. so for two dollars a week you get three podcasts a week um and again for those of you who love video you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars a right. week when you sign up, you'll immediately get access to hundreds of hours of our back podcasts. Like we uh, said five seconds ago, they are timeless. <laughs> yeah, people don't think they are. And the only ones that are slightly dated are the ones in the pandemic. But right. at this point, the pandemic is now. There's yeah. no, the only thing that it's like pre-pandemic, but we, it, we got to the point in the pandemic. I mean, you couldn't really help like sort of just discussing like stories with masks and stuff. But right. um we certainly talked about a lot of random shit then too, yep. but people do like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. There is a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says, click to listen to our free Patreon episode. Or you can go to the Facebook account called All Things Julie and Brandy, and they pinned a couple free episodes there. And for anyone who thinks the free episodes are too old or outdated, <laughs> they aren't. 
They are a perfect representation of what you can expect from our Patreon podcast, except they don't have video. That's right. As always, it's been real <laughs> and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Halloween. Oh, my God. And Kristen Meinzer. Mm-hmm. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 